0: Hey, welcome back to Late Night with Larry. I'm your host, Larry D. I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give me a shout out.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Larry D. Studios.
0: That's right. We're back here doing it once again. Before we get started, we want you to hit that subscribe button. That's it. Just like that. We also want you to reach out to us. The email to do that is late night with Larry 55 at gmail.com. Tell us about your encounter, your haunting,
1: your UFO sighting. Or you just want to say hi? Yep, whatever you want. You want to say hi. You want to say uh, you want to buy us a beer. You know, we could get a button for that on Facebook or something.
0: That's right. Buy them a beer. That's right. And and you should. Or we'll set up a GoFundMe page and you guys could donate.
1: Yeah, and we'll say hey, sponsored by so and so. There
0: you go. (laughs) So anyway, tonight we want to share a little bit about uh, the representative from Oklahoma. Who wants to legalize hunting Bigfoot.
1: But before we do that, we're going to do our ritual. It's a tradition. The tradition. And uh, we're very superstitious, so we don't want to break tradition.
0: That's right. So here we go. We're going to toast you. To you. Uh.
1: <laughs> now, this ain't Ooh. real. It's just a, a prop for TV. It's only Kool-Aid. That's right. It's like the movies. They have props. We have props, too. Yeah, we're getting high tech.
0: That's right. So,
1: okay, now this uh, representative from Oklahoma, uh, Justin Humphrey. Is yeah, name? Justin Humphrey. Now uh, that, that he wants to legalize bigfoot hunting in Oklahoma. Now, wh- what is driving this? What's behind it?
0: Well, from what I heard, he wants to legalize it because he believes it'll attract tourism to the state of Oklahoma. And we were talking, and it may attract some tourism to the state, but it may not be the
1: tourism that they want. It might not be friendly tourism. Right. Now, we got nothing against guns. We support them. I mean, this is America. That's your right. That's
0: right. I fully support the Second Amendment, and I believe you have the right to bear arms, carry arms, and if you need to use them to protect yourself or your family,
1: by all means. By all means. And we also support the freedom of speech. That's right. The right to remain silent. That the, was a big one.
0: <laughs> the, your Miranda rights we care about very much. Anyway, back to this representative. Yeah, so he wants to open up the state for Bigfoot hunting. Now, I've known that there have been some sightings in Oklahoma, but I don't think there have been that many that would attract hunters. I could be wrong, but you know, I, I see what he wants to do. He wants to spark revenue from tourism, but he wants to get all these people out in the woods. You know, of course, they'd have to buy a, a license. They'd buy, uh, you know, all their sundries in the state, you know, meat, camping goods,
1: everything. So right now, I wonder if he's going to do it <coughs> like here in New Mexico. You put in for hunting tags and it's the lottery system. Basically, you're either picked or you're not. But you got to pay to apply, and whether you get picked or not, that's state money now. Right,
0: and I I think it would have to be that way. Um, reason is because you may get an influx for the first year of just so many people that are like, well, let's go do this. Let's go see if we could actually right. find, hunt, and kill a Bigfoot."
1: Now, now here when we have a lot of people come in from out of state to New Mexico because we got some amazing game. That's right. Uh, we got some trophy elk, <clears throat> and some bighorn sheep. Now they, they put in, they, they pay thousands of dollars and they pay these outfitters to basically track them and then take them out there to right. do the killing.
0: Right. Yeah. So if you hire a guide here in New Mexico, you're going to drop at least 10,000 easy on a hunt trip. And
1: yeah. you know, you know, what's funny is I have a, a lot of friends that work that, got, uh, that guide. Right. And these hunters, these, they're rich businessmen from out of state. Right. They come in, they kill a, a trophy elk they leave the meat they just take the the, the, the head skull. to mount yeah, yeah, yeah the the rack and the but, head but just but the to meat mount. the meat don't go to waste cuz no. everyone here loves elk oh. and deer meat
0: oh yeah and if you've never had elk meat people it's great but what would you do if you shot a sasquatch would you what would you do would you
1: eat the meat of course not you know no um now if you were out there and you had one in your sights and the next question is, could you pull the trigger? Right, and and
0: that's what I'm leading into because so many people that have seen them, even hunters that have said, I had it in my sights and I just couldn't pull the trigger. And the reason is they say they look so human. And I don't know if I'd be able to. Uh, you know, you get something that looks human, whether it looks not
1: exactly like you, but has human characteristics, that may play on your conscience. Right. And for me, it depends on the situation, like just to go and hunt one from sport. I don't think I could do that. Right. It'd, it'd be like, uh say, we go to Africa. Are you going to shoot a monkey? Right. Just just so you could say you did it. No, I, I wouldn't. And But... On the other hand, if if I'm being threatened, different situation, and it was to save my life, I probably could.
0: Right, so we're looking at Oklahoma wanting to allow hunting them, and they're pushing up in Canada to preserve them, protect them, and give them rights,
1: Uh, you know, so... I I, I think they should be protected. I do too. And uh, just like any other creature... um, like you said, you're not going to eat the meat, so they yeah. shouldn't be harvested.
0: Right, I and I agree with that. Uh, I just don't see, you know, someone getting it in their sights. Now, that's what I'm saying. You may get some crazy people that... Uh, and here's the thing, you may get some people that are going to dress up in suits just to go out there and play the game. What if they get shot by one of these hunters? Yep. You know, now, now what? It, does it fall under the same category because they were dressed as a Bigfoot, that it counts as a Bigfoot hunt and they shouldn't have been out there dressed this way? Uh, you right, know?
1: right. <laughs> but, but, so. uh, yeah, but anyone with common sense and a good scope will be able to tell the difference. Well, the, you <coughs> hey, you just
0: said the keyword common sense.
1: <laughs> yep, I know there's a lot lacking these uh, days, there's, but, uh, there's
0: a lot lacking these days, and uh, and I see it all over. But, but yeah, I don't know how I feel about hunting them.
1: I I personally, I'm not for it, but I think this guy, it's maybe a publicity stunt, like you said, to get tourists and revenue into his state. Right. Or, or at the least, just draw attention to his state,
0: right? And I think, and he did a damn good job at it. So you know, it made national news, and and you know, people were inquiring about it. But yeah, I, I think I think his publicity stunt—if they legalize it—could it could backfire. Yeah, <clears throat> I really do.
1: Now, how about if we we start doing something like that, but the opposite to make money? We'll say we're going to start a Bigfoot petting zoo. Right. Buy your tickets now, and when we catch them. We'll notify you.
0: That's right. (laughs) You could buy your tickets by emailing me at...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, but I I just can't see... I mean, a lot of people don't believe, but even if you don't believe the stories you hear about them being so human-like, I can't see them passing that. I,
0: I can't either. Um... You know, for one, a lot of, uh, I, you know, here's my question. A lot of people may say, oh, that's a good idea. You may get your representatives in Oklahoma that are on board and say, well, they don't exist. So let's just pass this, you know. Right. Uh, and, you know, you may have one or two that sit in that House of Representatives that, where they're going to vote. And they may say, no,
1: it's not a good idea. But, you
0: know, the majority rule votes, you know, it, it right. rules.
1: Or some of them might say, well. You know, these things are so elusive, and so many people have seen them, but yet a lot of people have not. So they've got to be endangered species Let's protect them.
0: Yeah, and and I think that, you know, their numbers, we don't know what their numbers are, but if their numbers are low, because if they were higher, I mean, we do get a lot of sightings, but I think if the numbers were higher, we'd see more. But there again, it's just a a thought, right? because we don't know how many are out there because they're so elusive and good at hiding.
1: Right, and the bottom line is we don't know enough about them to put them on endangered species list to categorize them, to put them up for harvesting, anything. We just don't know enough.
0: That's right. So I, I'm kind of leaning toward that this is a bad idea. Uh, and and I lean that way just because I do believe these hunters that have said they weren't my scope, but I couldn't pull the trigger because they just look too human. Right. And, you know, I'm going to side on with them and say, well, you know, if... If they do look human, then they may possibly share characteristics with us, including a a little bit of the same DNA. And, uh, you know, they should be protected. Right,
1: right. And my personal thinking is I'm not even going to raise my gun to them if I'm not in danger. Right. Because I was always taught never point your gun unless you intend to kill something. That's
0: right. And, And that's a good rule of thumb. And I... I don't know, where, you know, I just don't know. I think it's just a terrible idea.
1: I do, too, but I, I still think it's a publicity stunt.
0: And you're right, it possibly could be, and it did attract some attention. But, you know, he he's going to—you kick the hornet's nest now. You can't put that back in the bag. So you're going to have uh, animal rights activists that— you know, say, I've never seen one, but supposedly they are human-like and they're going to be up in arms about it. And you're going to get your hardcore hunters that just want to kill anything that say, no, we should be allowed to. And that's the only way to prove it is to bring a body in and, right. and to study it. And I'm like, I just think that's a bad idea. Uh Jane Goodall, when she was studying the gorillas, she didn't kill them and bring them in so we could study them. Right. She actually got among them and lived with them. And that's how she studied them and learned them.
1: And by the way, uh, kudos to her because she has more cojones than I do. She does. <laughs>
0: to get To get in the midst of all those gorillas... And and if anyone remembers a the movie they made about her, it's called Gorillas in the Mist. Gorillas in the Mist, and it right. was a really really good movie. And that's basically where I learned about her. I had growing up, I had heard about her, you know, her research and what she was doing. But back to the Bigfoot. If anyone can actually do that and get gain their trust and you know live around them for a while, that that would be
1: awesome. Now, on, uh, I believe it's Travel Channel, there's a show called Expedition Bigfoot. Right. And one of the researchers, field researchers, Maria, what's her last name?
0: I don't know. But (coughs) But anyway,
1: she's a primatologist. She's an expert. She (coughs) did work like Jane Goodall. Right. She went and lived amongst gorillas and primates. And she said she was never really frightened there. Right. But... She said out there looking for Bigfoot and, uh, you know, they've had some supposedly close encounters. She said she was afraid there. Right. Well,
0: I I think people would get afraid because, I mean, the sight of these creatures is so intimidating. When you see something that muscular and something that big that may look at you with not a welcoming look, but, you know, more of a protective look like you're trespassing, you don't belong here. Of course, you know, of course they got their guard up, too. And, uh, yeah, that'd be frightening.
1: Now, there's always been <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> a debate about the size and how much they weigh, the Bigfoot. Right. Now, you look at a gorilla, a gorilla is tall as a human, maybe. Right, yeah. Tall. But those things could weigh like 500 pounds.
0: Right. I mean, a gorilla, you know, it's all muscle, too.
1: Now, could you imagine a gorilla twice the size
0: uh, i i can't you know because that'd be scary that yeah. eight, eight 900 pound gorilla like that or more or more right standing up tall uh
1: because like we've heard stories of some uh, bigfoot as tall as 12 feet
0: 12 feet yes I, i've heard i think the the biggest one i heard they said stood pretty close to 13 feet you know, and I'm like, that's and that's the total alpha male of the pack. He's the one that, you know, he's in charge.
1: Now, I, I remember there was a, a video, a couple of videos. It's called the fence jumper where that one comes and hops over the fence. Now, right. the way they were doing it, they they claim it was a study. They won't disclose the location, but they set up cameras They're filming through mirrors because they say the Bigfoot knows the cameras, whatever. Right. So that's how they caught it. They're actually filming a mirror and all the action was behind them. But one of the videos they released was... Two younger males that were kind of wrestling. Right, by and the then, barn. And then the big one comes out, and the big one was twice as tall. And
0: he was huge. I remember that.
1: And he broke... Well, he didn't have to. When they saw him, they both hightailed it. Yeah, they, uh,
0: they, they were like, oh, we're in trouble. It's kind of like two kids fighting, and Dad comes out of the room with his belt, Yep. and they just took off.
1: That's funny, because we've experienced that. Yes, we have.
0: <laughs> we, we personally have experienced that. <laughs> but that's old. School. Yeah, it is. Um, so, you know... Uh, I'd like to hear some of your people's thoughts, you know, send us emails and we could talk about them. But I, I, for one, don't think it's a good idea.
1: I don't either. And like like you said, a lot of people say, well, science ain't going to accept it until there's a body. But you brought up a good point about Jane Goodall. She didn't bring in a body.
0: She didn't bring in a body. She got out there amongst them. Uh, now, let's, let's talk about when we were watching, uh, you know, the Sierra Sounds, that documentary with... Uh, uh, Roger uh, Rod, <laughs> <where>? <laughs> yeah, w- Roger Yeah, Roger Moorhead. <laughs>
1: Sorry, that was a, a joke That's a, a joke amongst episode. us, yeah. But uh, it was uh who was his name? It was uh, it was Moorhead. Moorhead. Ron Moorhead. Ron Moorhead. Ron (laughs) Moorhead. Roger (laughs) Moorhead. Kind of mixed this. Yeah.
0: I I got him a little confused. Sorry about that, folks. But no, uh, we were watching this documentary, and uh, he was talking about how they would go back every year to this hunting spot, and every year they would come in closer and closer and closer, and that's that's what it's going to take. But one day, a bear came into the camp, and they had to kill that bear. And uh, of course, they were around, and they witnessed it, and he said, from that day on, they kept their distance and they got further and further.
1: Right, that just shows how intelligent they are. That's
0: right. They and that tells me that they're not inclined. They're not. They don't want competition. Yeah, they're not inclined to provoke violence like that. Uh, I think if they kill, it's for for survival. Kill or be killed, or for a meal. You know, to right to eat. I don't. I don't think they. They don't kill things like like, we like humans, humans do right. like we do uh that bear was a threat so they they killed it and you know and any you know any intelligent creature sitting on the sideline sees that said right their instinct is whoa these people are violent we need to avoid them because that's what they're going to do to us right uh, and <laughs> and, and, the, and that's basically what this Oklahoma representative wants to do,
1: right? And and I think if he brings in, if it if it's passed and hunters start coming in, I think the bigfoot are smart enough; they know what guns are. They're gonna start moving out of the area.
0: I think so too. They'll migrate
1: hopefully over to New Mexico. So I right. try. It'll increase our chances.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I think they would migrate. I do too. But they'd be like this. It's it's just too hot here.
1: Now... I've watched several uh, shows and documentaries where they they think they migrate, like, long areas. Right. Uh, along uh, the mountain chains. Long yeah. distances. Right. But because uh, they, they say, uh, like, on that show, they use a algorithm to figure out where they're going to be at. Right. And uh, they interviewed some people. I don't know if it was Kentucky or what. And they said, no, they're here all year round. Right. So I don't know if they do migrate. Maybe it depends on the area. Maybe there's like pockets of rich with uh, wildlife, right. and water. Just just like we talked about these ones in the Hamis. There's no reason to li- to leave. To, no, and and, and and all winter it's theirs. They have the run of the place. Right. And they they
0: wouldn't they wouldn't leave because everything they need is right there. Um. I think the ones that may possibly migrate are gonna have to go with the game and you know follow
1: the or, seasons or possibly when it just unbearably cold in the mountains, they move south. Right. I mean, it could be possible. It could be. Right. Yeah. But um, like you said, in Oklahoma, that might be what you call a forced migration.
0: Right. And, and you know, Oklahoma, it's a flat land. So, you know, they don't have a lot of mountain terrain. So they do have uh, some, you know, foresty area. But Oklahoma is
1: basically plains. It's it's level. Well. You know, not a lot of mountain. Yeah, but we're not real familiar with it. Just like people think in New Mexico, they think, you have trees? I thought it was deserts.
0: So. Right. Well, I know, I know I've know. Uh, I been to Oklahoma, uh, like Tulsa, and, and you know, and when I was doing some jobs out there, and, yeah, we were driving. Uh, we were driving from Tulsa up to the state line, you know, and uh, right. I, I really didn't see a lot of uh,
1: habitat. Hill, hilly area habitat. Yeah. Yet. Now, I used to drive through Oklahoma when I used to live in Memphis. Right. Uh, You know, that was so long ago, I don't remember. Right, no. Or I was maybe been under the influence of something that don't allow me to remember. That's
0: a a possibility. Uh, But back to uh, the Oklahoma representative. I'm wondering what was going through his mind. Was he sitting up late one night having a one-too-many and he said... Uh, you know, son of a bitch, I think we ought to kill us a big foot, and I'm just I'm just going to get our state to
1: legalize hunting them critters, and we'll just find out what's what. It's either <clears throat> maybe he somewhat believes in he could have the first state to actually produce a body, or... <clears throat> uh, just a scam, you know, to get people to come and spend money. Well, he we already did say he wants increased tourism, so we know right
0: there that's it's a gimmick. Right. Uh, any any state that advertises to, you know, increase tourism, it's it's just a gimmick. The tourists come here and they say, wow, it looked much different on TV. And now that I'm looking at it,
1: it wasn't that great. Right. Now, in my experience, anyone who's ever had a Bigfoot experience or... Even halfway believes they wouldn't go for this because uh, they—they're like, well, no, leave them alone, you know. Right, no. But then, then again, we got some <laughs> crazy people in this world, so we who do. Knows?
0: We do. I—I—I'm I, gonna lean on the side to her. Let's like, let's leave them alone. Yes, I do want to have my own encounter, but I—that may be it. I may see him, and I, it may terrify me, and I may never want to go back to the woods again.
1: I know the feeling. <laughs> but I,
0: I bet you do. But my my point is, that's their home. You know, uh, we we no longer commingle with them and live in the forest like we used to. Otherwise, I guarantee we'd see it. We'd see this differently. You know, more of us would be against it because more of us would say no. We can live in harmony with them, and they don't hurt us. They don't
1: harm us. Right, so, and and that's funny you say that because. The majority of people who enjoy going to the mountains, they're about living in harmony with nature and, That's right. and protecting the animals. Even if they're hunters, they're, they're probably the 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 ones who support uh, protecting and
0: right I mean because if you're a true hunter you know that if if I'm going to kill that deer we're going to eat it right I'm and not just a trophy hunter and also
1: they don't want to overkill because they want their kids their grandkids to experience the hunt right and and
0: that's respecting nature that's that's what you truly call the cycle of
1: life that, that's you know? taking only what you need right not just And that's how uh, (coughs) the natives are. The natives have been from the beginning. They would only take what they need. That's why they hated Buffalo Bill. Right. He was just
0: killing all these buffaloes for the hide. All that good meat was going to waste. Not only that, they saw their food supply just getting dwindled down. Uh, And from what we know today, the way those buffalo like grazed and uh, herded and migrated on the plains, they were actually... they were doing uh, an environmental duty because they would eat up all the live grass as they would go, you know. They would tear up the ground and help it help reseed and more grass grow. And, and of course, their poop all over the plains was fertilized, yes. you know, yeah. and, and as, as mm-hmm. The population dwindled you know of course things change there's environmental impact
1: right And it, it's called the ecosystem everybody everything in it has a a duty that's right you take even the smallest part out just look at with the bees how that could impact us if they go away
0: humanity humanity's done if the bees go away yeah they, they're the ones that pollinate without them nothing grows right yeah so our point is if you people out there that are in favor from going for going out there and killing these creatures, you might want to think twice. What if the shoe was on the other foot and they had the bigger population? And they said, you know, let's, let's, let's go into the cities and see if we could find us a human and kill it. Right. You know, that's
1: or let's go into that campground. Right. Uh, remember g- the, the boggy Creek, the falk
0: the Falk r- monster. <laughs> yeah. He's in the, he's in the shitter and the arm comes through. Right now. Oh, I'll bet he just helped a, him. Along. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he he,
1: he emptied his bowels right there yep, in a hurry. All <laughs> right. But I mean, yeah, I, I don't think uh, harvesting is a good idea. I mean, it's just ridiculous if if you harvest something just for a trophy, just like you see these people who go to Africa and kill an elephant or a lion. That's just disgusting. Man, that, it, that really just angers me. Uh,
0: no, I'm just going to say it. It's disgusting. I'm like, come on, man. Just because you got a lot of money and you want to mount this in, in your library or whatever to show off. I'm like, man, that's just wrong.
1: That's right. just wrong. Now, now we're into 80s music and, and the, the rock band Motley Crue. One of the members, Nikki Sixx, has a, a zebra skin on his wall. Now, he tells... <coughs> What happened was he went to Africa and they had a sanctuary where they, you know, they care for these animals or whatever. Right. And an animal died of natural causes. So they, of course, you know, they they need money to keep the refugee going or refuge going. And they made a, a rug or whatever and he bought it. He didn't hunt. It just died of natural causes. So well, that's, that's a different, different story. That's a yeah. different
0: story. I mean, because all they're going to die of old age and natural causes just like we do. Right. So, you know, but okay. I, I'm just not on board for going out there and uh, killing some of these creatures. Yes, like I said, I want to see one. I want to have my experience, but th- that's where it ends.
1: Right, right.
0: I'm, I'm not going to say, oh, now I know they're out there.
1: I'm going to. Come packing, loading, bare arms. Right, and And we would have to come. We would have to feel pretty um, threatened, threatened to even pull our gun. Yeah, because we go to the mountains and we've heard stuff. We've had stuff thrown at us, and pulling a gun was the last thing on my mind.
0: Well, uh, uh, yeah, uh, the weapons are just for last resort protection. If if I could have my encounter without being threatened or you know. Not just bluff charge, charge to where oh shit! This is the real
1: deal. That would be different. But, That's but different. Even then, it'd be a warning shot first.
0: Yeah, yeah, to see if that boomstick could stop it and and send it in a different direction.
1: Now I've heard uh, interviews with forest rangers, and where they've been in the territory, and the the Sasquatch will escort them out. Right, and they say they always have a sidearm. But they say they never draw it because that'll make things worse.
0: And and I agree, of course,
1: because now they're going to feel intimidated and and threatened. And, right, and you know these hunters, you shoot one, who's not to say there's three or four behind you waiting.
0: <laughs> and if they're as fast as people say they are, you ain't got a chance. You know, uh,
1: I don't know about you guys, but we're not the fastest sprinters right? anymore. Right. <laughs> well,
0: let's let's look, for instance, if you've ever if you've ever watched Todd Standings. Uh, you know bigfoot documentary he's out there and uh, it's during the snow while while one's got his attention up in front he said supposedly one threw a log and knocked, and him, out. knocked him out from the side so you know that they, they they don't travel alone right people may think oh i only saw one it was alone but
1: that's when he was filming the one standing there yeah and then when he came to it was gone
0: and and if this is true which I'm convinced. I don't care what anyone says. They're they're trying to discredit him, saying he's into anim, anim animatronics and they're all fake. But when he stood at that tree, and he's a big man, and he jumped, and I saw his head, and the outline of the Sasquatch that was turned because it had its back toward him. He said that because you can't see the eyes that way. That's that damn thing was.
1: Big. Right. He had to pretty much jump to where the shoulders were. Yeah, and, and
0: those shoulders were wide. I mean, I saw the shadow of it as he was filming, and I was like, holy shit, that, yeah. that one's going to be at least 10, 11 feet.
1: Now, the ones trying to discredit him, to do what they're claiming he does with animatronics and, and masks or right. whatever costumes, he must have a lot of money.
0: Not only that, to
1: get all that stuff up there and film that for a little bit, that's and, just and to not get worth people it. in the costumes and stuff, yeah, <clears throat> somebody would have came forward and say, "Ah, oh, this guy's full of baloney sauce." Or whatever. Right. Well, they tried to do that with the Gimlin yeah. film. You know, people have
0: came forward and said they were the ones in the suit. Where's the suit? Right. And and then the suit they did produce, it's like. This is a sewed monkey suit from the 70s, and there is no way right. this was e- it. Even
1: a sewed monkey suit from now.
0: Right. No, no, it's just not possible. Now, today we do have good special effects. In and, Hollywood. In Hollywood. But that's computer generated. Uh, you know, we, we can do good makeup jobs and whatnot where it looks real on the camera. But, but you
1: have to have a Hollywood
0: budget. We're looking, yeah, a Hollywood budget. And we're looking at an 8 millimeter film filmed in 1967. Right. Uh, you know that's. What I won't. I was going to say that was the year I was born, but I'm not going to tell anyone my age. <laughs> yeah. So, for that film, and it's been enhanced, it's been looked at, and to this day, no one can say it's fake.
1: Right. They can't prove it's fake. That's right. People tried and tried, but. There's just too much muscle detail under that hair.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the real deal, folks. I mean, and a matter of fact, I I first saw that video when I was growing up. It was when uh, In Search of what Leonard Nimoy hit the airwaves in the early 70s. I was maybe eight, nine years old when I saw that. That, from that day on, I was intrigued by Bigfoot.
1: Right, and that must have been the the first time I came across it, too. I can't remember exactly exactly when I first saw it. Right. But it was probably we were probably watching the same show. Right. And and it,
0: it wasn't it wasn't, you know, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh it, well it, it wasn't the uh it was a defining moment for me, but right. it wasn't one of those things where I said, "Oh, okay, that's cool." No, I got sucked in. Right. Hook line and sinker. Now, I also watched like uh, in search of like, you know, the UFOs and the Loch Ness Monster. And and I don't get me wrong, I do love to hear about UFOs and talk about them cuz I do believe they're just as real as Bigfoot. Right. But that Bigfoot I, I just said, wow, this, because it's terrestrial, it's here, it's in the forest. It could, you know,
1: I could be one that sees it. I, right. I just got excited about it. For some reason, it, it grabbed a hold of us more than any of the other <laughs> cryptids or it's exactly what alien it did. stuff out there. Exactly what it did and uh even to this day like we we talk about other things on this podcast we talk about dogman we talk about werewolves right but ufos still, bigfoot is the center of our podcast because it, it just we're just so intrigued so interested i mean i i've told you my experience i i know they're out there and right. we're searching for well we're doing research i want another experience he wants a, a closer experience he's had experiences right but we just want that one that'll Maybe scare us out of the woods forever. That's right. I, I, want, I want that not up close and personal, but
0: I want that firsthand experience.
1: I, I will take the up close and personal. I will probably regret it for the rest of my life. Right. right. But, man, just think of the stories we could tell our grandkids.
0: That's right. And, and we do take extra pair of underwear to the mountains in case we do have that up close and personal. Oh,
1: Russ, we'll go commando <laughs> if we that, waste them both. <laughs> that's,
0: that's right. Anyway... That's a subject we wanted to share with you tonight. And uh, like we said, let us know your thoughts and we hope you enjoyed what you heard. Yes, let us know what you think. Kill or no kill? That's right. Anyway, thank you. That's for you, people. That's right. Thanks for listening and remember to subscribe. Peace out. Peace. Do you
1: find yourself drawn to the darkness? waiting for something to watch you back when you're looking out the window. Maybe those lights in the sky are really more than just the stars twinkling at you. Maybe there's more spirits than just what's in your glass. Check out Till the Last Drop, a podcast on paranormal topics with a drink themed for each episode.
0: Available where you can listen to most podcasts. Stay thirsty for the paranormal until the Last Drop.